of it. Um, she's going to offer us a very special evening because as she just mentioned to me, we're entering a very potent time in the history of our planet. And we love when we get into these pipelines because we have such a great understanding of what's possible, as Minu will share again tonight. So thank you all for joining. We are so excited that you're here. And I'm excited about these seven ways that Minu will present to us how we can prepare ourselves and leverage the openings and the opportunities. I would like to really begin with paying our respects to the Queen and um, just observe two minutes of silence, all of us. And as you observe that silence, my invitation to you is to just focus your attention in your heart and breathe in love, kindness, and compassion into your heart. And as you breathe out, you breathe out gratitude and peace. So there are, there are a whole variety of, um, you know, opinions. Um, Twitter is very, very, very active because there are polarized opinions that people hold. Um, I had the opportunity of connecting with her on two occasions face-to-face -face, and a couple of other times where we happened to be in the same space. And it was a little bit of a distance nod. Um, so I, I totally, knowing what I know now, I totally see that she carried with her a presence of a saint because you actually felt something, not because everybody called her the queen. Um, she embodied a vibe within her that gave her a very powerful presence. So I'll talk more about that after we have observed our two minutes of silence. I have a request, Catherine, if you can also time the two minutes. So I don't, um, I can literally hold this container in which uh, we all come together in a state of silence. So I'm going to um, remove the spotlight from you and you will just, uh, um, when I say start now, you start at that point. So we're going to go ahead and just close your eyes wherever you are at. Always good to connect the base of your spine, the middle of your feet to the core of the earth with a golden cord so that any energies that don't serve you automatically start to get released. And I've created a container and it's a container which is as if we are in the center of this powerful crystal ball, bowl actually, crystal bowl. And this crystal bowl is made of pink cords. And there's a very soft, gentle sound resonance that is being played. And we are all feeling that loving vibe entering ourselves as we pay our respects to one of the longest living, much loved, certainly for long stretches of time, she was very loved monarch of the world. Someone who dedicated her life from the age of, from a very young age until the age of 96. 
So we, our time begins now, two minutes from now. Welcome back. She is in her light. And I tune, I mean, I was really connecting to there's so much in her legacy that she leaves behind. And a session like what we're doing today, what would be great for all of us is to really anchor the vibrations that she leaves behind. And, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even remember the encounters I had with her until I tuned in to what are, if I was to choose using the power of the number seven, if I was to choose the seven vibes that, you know, we can all learn from, we can all utilize because that's a legacy that she leaves behind. I would say, um, you know, I made a note of these yesterday. I would say right at the top of that list would be resilience. No matter what opinions people had, no matter what, what, what was being experienced within her family, no matter what was occurring outside in the country that she was the queen of or the empire, the Commonwealth, she just 
kept moving forward. She did what she was called for, that she signed up for. Resilience is the first vibe. The second one is sincerity. And there was a, there was a very um, beautiful sense of stillness in her sincerity. I think this, this was the one that, it was this combination of stillness and sincerity is what hit me the most. It's always a big paraphernalia. The first time I could, I, my interaction with her was actually at St. George's Chapel uh, during one of the knighthood ceremonies. And it was, it was a very powerful encounter in the sense that uh, that was a time when I was in my corporate world, you know, um, super busy and um, not necessarily even knowing how to only be present. And yet I felt as she was coming in, connecting with each one of us, she was in this space of inner stillness and you felt the sincerity just in her presence itself. And it, it brought something to you. It literally calmed me down in quite a beautiful way. There was a lot of excitement that I was there uh, and, 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 and yet all the noise went away in that moment. The third was the dedication with which she performed her role even if it was something that wasn't that something that she might have chosen to do as a as as a citizen normally but it was it called for her to show up and perform that role she did that she was a role model i mean if you go back all the way to when she began in her 20s, you know, she was there shoulder to shoulder with regular people doing what was needed for that war effort. I happened to um, certainly experience her during what she called as her um, NS Horribilis, where anything and everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And this was a time when there was a fire um, in um, the Hampton Court had caught fire and there's a fire in Windsor Castle. And there's a whole host of things. There's a media debacle that was going on. And she still showed up and did what needed to be done. Really without any malice or gossip or you know, whatever else was going on, whatever else was being talked about. She was consistent. You almost sort of knew, you know, we may, we may, it's not necessarily that she wanted to only be consistent, but that was expected of her. So that, that consistency in many ways became an anchor for whatever times that the country went through, the queen was consistent. And I'm separating the queen from the crown here because the crown continues, but the queen is who we are, we are really talking about here. 
and she was duty bound and she did it. She did it because that is what was expected of her and she signed up for it without regret, even though, yes, there was some bound, she was bound by duty, she performed it. You never felt, you know, a crease on her forehead because she was, you know, distressed by something that she was performing. Even though she might have felt it in her heart, she did what was called for. You could trust her, she trustworthy vibe. She leaves behind all of these vibes and each one of us can utilize them as a blessing for ourselves from time to time. We have the privilege to choose that which is the best for us. She didn't always have that privilege to choose what was best for her. She chose what was called for and did it without remorse or regret. She did it and showed up. The thing that struck me the most really was that stillness in her sincerity. That I felt, and that's why I say her presence felt like the presence with the gravitas of a saint. She is in her light and a nation is in mourning and a new Liz as the prime minister comes in. And we'll see what unfolds from there. We together have anchored her gift to all of us and all humans in the circle that and a container that is made up of pink quartz, the one that holds a very deep and profound understanding and knowledge of the vibration of love. Love, which is, a, which is the innate vibration of being human. And with deep gratitude, you know, I thank her on, on all of our behalves. Because the one thing that she did demonstrate, even though she, she was questioned in the media and directly many, many times, she did demonstrate stillness, sincerity, and compassion may not have felt empathetic all the time, but she certainly had that stillness, sincerity, and compassion. With that, I complete this part of our session today. And I, and you know, as a foundation, during the time that she was around, you know, we've at least had, you know, anchored 77 pearls of wisdom. And I think nine nuggets of wisdom and so much else that we have done. So all of those are infused with these vibes of leadership that I just shared. So now let's turn to the time that we are in. 
And why do I call it one of the most potent times? So Catherine, first I'm going to address your point about isn't a, isn't a pipeline similar to a slipstream? You know, um, now some of you are new to this session and others have been around for a while. I talk about every year having a very specific vibe. And I've, I have been, some of you who are here, we've been working together since 2015, very concertedly on the vibes of each year, preparing the planet for what was to occur from 2020 and beyond. Because this time from 2020 all the way until 2026 is a very powerful period in the history of our planet as the planet chose to rebirth itself and is literally going through its initial teething phase and you know that early years taking its baby steps uh, exactly as I talked about, which is milestone steps. So as a result, each year has got a very specific vibration. It always has had, but this time around, I'm, my guidance is to share the energies of each year quite publicly. And I started doing it more publicly from 2020 onwards. And 2020, you recall, was the year, which was the year of a baggage-free flight. And it was a year where we, it was, the calling was leave the past behind, drop your baggage, even if you haven't had a chance to sort out its contents, doesn't matter. It belongs in the past, nothing of that. You need to consciously carry forward because what that did was it put you in a state of knowing that whatever it is that you require, you have access to that within you. The idea was consciously drop the baggage. And, you know, humans reacted and responded in the way they did. And we were given a very special support by the divine of lockdowns and, um, you know, isolations and all of that, which basically meant whatever you thought was absolutely necessary wasn't. And the whole world actually, from time to time, would come to a grinding halt. So the baggage-free flight here exercised its own um, presence. So these years, 2020 to 2026, where we can go with the flow of these years and do what these energies call us to step up and step forward to embracing or the year has its own way in which it is going to you know make sure that that energy that is that it is being that is being anchored on the planet is anchored whether or not humans accept it, it doesn't matter if we work with the understanding of what the year is about <clears throat> and we consciously work it leverage it we have an opportunity to catapult ourselves to what we are a stand for, what our soul wishes to achieve through the human form that we currently hold. We have that opportunity. These years catapult you forward. So the idea was through 2020, you will actually come into a lightness of being. And a clearing would be created because 2021 onwards, is it was a time of great flow, 
momentum and forward, um, forward movement. So if you've got yourself completely clear in a clearing, then you, had the, you have the opportunity in that clearing to collaboratively co-create with all of the living beings that come together to formulate this planet because May 2026, the earth actually chose to rebirth itself. May 2021, the earth actually chose to rebirth itself. Now, 2021 energies were all about flowing in flow. So there I spoke, I used the analogy of a river. So in, in a river, which has a current and it's flowing, you know, and it's in, in any flow, the flow is always moving forward. From time to time, as you enter this flow, we were given certain times, which were what I called as slipstream times where literally you did not need to think about anything other than hold your intention of what you're here to, to cause and make happen. And that was a time where I started talking quite concertedly about, you know, the life is a state in which an organism is breathing and that state can change in a click of a finger, organism stops breathing. The only purpose to life is to live it and come alive. So if you have a cause or a gig, like I talk about my gig, expecting and accepting miracles are the norm for humans and humanity, and they know how to make that happen with Jago, joy, ease, grace, omnipresent, great. I've really worked that over this time and utilize the energies on the planet. Now, you may not have a gig as clearly defined as that. doesn't matter. You have a purpose, which is to come alive. So you can literally choose that and utilize, you know, you flowing in your flow of that which brings you alive. So 2021, the slipstream times was just hold through your intention and drop yourself into the slipstream. It will take you forward super fast. 2022, the vibration of 2022 is rejoicing. It's a year of rejoicing. And it's a year which actually shows up in the form of waves. So you, by this time, your baggage would have already been released. You would have already started, you know, collaboratively co-creating. And this whole idea of, it is about collaborative co-creation of coexistence would have been anchored and you would have flowed forward with all the different slipstreams sufficiently to now be ready to surf the waves and translate what you have created as aliveness for you into real projects, real action on the ground as the world starts to open up. In 2020, we didn't know how long it was going to last. And at some point I did talk about it's about 23 months or something, um, that it was going to continue that way. And we are, we've gone past that now. So, you know, the world is, is opening up very, very fast. So we have an opportunity to surf the waves. And the way to surf a wave 
you know, those of you who are surfers, you know you automatically get into a rejoicing vibe. You may have all forms of trepidations before, but as you start that walk on the sand with your surfboard, seeing the waves, you know, rejoicing steps in. It just does. So it's an opportunity and a calling for us to really practice surfing these energetic ways of rejoicing. When you are in rejoicing, it is far easier to catch the wave and surf it. And it's quite an exhilarating experience. I'm not a surfer, you know, and I've had this amazing opportunity of at least seven years of my life, every year I would be in North Shore in Oahu where the pipeline masters would take place. So I've had the experience of enjoying some of the world's most amazing surfers, you know, really do their, do their gig and, you know, display their mastery. Now, when you have, so it literally is as if 2022, the entire year is a year, which is like the North Shore of Oahu equivalent, which is a perfect place for pipeline masters to take place. Because this year we don't have the slipstreams where you, know, you are in, in 2021, you were in the middle of the river. And it was literally moving you forward. Whether you liked it or not, you, if you dug your heels in, you could, but it will still move you forward. The vistas were changing every few minutes. And in amidst that would be a slipstream. And all that you had to do was drop yourself in it. If you fought against it, you were just exhaust. And it could actually be damaging. It won't destroy you, <clears throat> but it could be damaging. In a year, which is all about these waves, and these are surfing waves. So there is a swell that happens. You know, you feel that swell. So there is a swell that we feel this year. And then as that swell becomes even larger and the pipeline waves start to form, you're in, and if you happen to be in the water, there is, you can't be, you can't just slide into it. It calls you to make a conscious choice, recognizing yourself as the master and making that conscious choice of, I am actually going to ride the bike. So from time to time, I don't talk about slip streams because this is, we're talking about the ocean here. And ocean also has slipstream currents. And, and really what we are focusing on the energetics of this rejoicing vibe here is that of swells and surfing waves. I talk about, I utilize the analogy of a pipeline instead of um, a slipstream. So when there is a pipeline wave and there's a pipeline wave coming up from the 11th of September until the 28th of September, so these are moments in time where the energies are such that you know, the swell itself is thrilling. So you can choose to stand on the shore and watch the, the swells, watch the waves, and watch some of these pipeline masters do their thing, and you will get exhilarated. 
just like I did each year, every year for the seven years. And it was an, a, a memorable experience. And we literally, you know, we used to travel the world every Christmas, New Year, and we just loved it so much that for seven years, consistently, we just went to the same place because it was so thrilling and enthralling and all sorts of, you know, superlative um, adventure in infusing words I can use. And it was great. So you can, you can just stand and watch. And you have an opportunity to shift your relationship to yourself as the master that you are, knowing that you actually have been trained not just to surf the wave, but to actually ride the pipes. You can go in. And what makes your pipeline master if you already are a good surfer, you know, it really does begin with you having that complete belief and trust in yourself and in your partnership with the ocean and the wind. It calls, so I talked about the seven ways in which you can prepare yourself for this potent time coming up. We are coming up towards the end of 2022. Each year, Whatever humans may be doing anywhere in the world, I said this in 20, 2019 and 2022, I maintained it consistently, the divine has hijacked the plan. So whatever else occurs, occurs, and the divine, what, what it wishes to achieve energetically is going to get achieved. So we can utilize that as a blessing for ourselves. So what if, if you are a pipeline master and you are stepping in to ride the pipe, it calls for, this is the first way in which you can prepare yourself, getting connected to presencing your presence. And then experiencing your presence in a full spectrum way. So the first one is that presencing your presence, prepare yourself to simply be from time to time. And you can get proactive about it as you start to enjoy and experience you being present in your presence. How do you do that? You do that by really looking at what it feels like in my body physically. You know, for me, I feel like there is this, like an inner voice that starts to hum a beautiful song. I'm not making any sound, but I feel as if I am. I feel that inner resonance of me physically in my body. Mentally, what sort of thoughts show up? I find I have no thoughts. In my presence, I have no thoughts. I'm simply open. Then you go into emotionally, what does it feel like when you are presencing your presence? 
when I did that for myself, emotionally, it was like a, I was, I was adding, I was like a, a delta, I was like a river delta that was releasing love into the ocean as it was becoming one with it. That's the emotion I felt. You will have your own spiritually. What does that feel like? Spiritual to me is connecting to the spirit of you. Spiritually, what it felt like to me, I felt spirited. This is where a bit of that thrill started coming in. You know, that must be, that, you know, and, and the vibe of miracles. Where I was connecting to what's making my heart sing. Socially, what did that feel like? Me presencing my presence. For me, what it did was it opened my curiosity of connecting to the magnificence of the spirit of the people or the en environment that I was engaging in. It literally, I became very curious in, a, in an open way, non-judgmental way, open way. And that showed up in a variety of ways. You know, when I did that with my little one-year-old, he took another baby step. And now he started having conversations. I mean, words make no sense whatsoever. But if you look at you with great intention, making all sorts of expressions and going, rrr, 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 it's like, okay. <laughs> but literally it occurred where I was like, okay, I'm preparing for this time. And I just became curious. And this kid started expressing his curiosity in all of these amazing words. And then the environment, environmentally, how does it feel? You know, and here I am actually doing this session. It's a, it's a, it's a testament to presencing my presence because that's really all that counts. It doesn't matter that the light is not good and, you know, it isn't the perfect environment. And this is going to be online and live. Um, and it'll be extracted into a whole variety of things forever. Um, and it isn't as perfect as I usually like to make my environments, and so it is. Because I'm presencing my presence, and that's what it feels like. The vibe is that of my presence, and that's what goes. So that's the first way in which you prepare yourself, which is get accustomed to presencing your presence. And really feel it in a full spectrum way. What does that actually feel like? The second way in which you can prepare, I mean, you can imagine this in itself puts you in a different gear, you know, to enter the pipeline. The second way to prepare yourself is it's, it's release and realize. We actually did a nugget of wisdom on that, release and realize. So here what, you, what you're doing is, I release the attachment of analysis. 
you know? So I allowed myself. So as a result, I started realizing the magic that was unfolding with my presence. So by releasing, for me, I, I released analysis. For some of you, it might be overthinking. For some of you, it might be releasing the attachment to how things have to be done in this situation. Whatever it is. Because you're realizing your, the aliveness. You're realizing, in my case, it is the gig that I've signed up for. And release, normally, I would, you know, you, you go to do shadow work and this and that. No, underlying all of that is literally just one thing. Find what that is and release that. And it literally collapses a whole host of obstacles and, and a whole variety of things. So choose what is that that you're going to release. And come from a knowing that you will realize what you've taken on. Release to realize. For some, it may be judgments. It may be certain opinions. It may be certain frustrations. But always keep looking for, okay, what's underlying this? that I am to release? What's underlying this? And you know, for me, I, how did I uncover analysis? I mean, I don't, um, I don't really go into judgments and all of that anymore. You know, that's just different, the way I look at things. And I was even fascinated by what was happening to me and what has occurred. So I would analyze it as, a, as and my analysis gave me a lot of jago. Joy, ease, grace, omnipresent. And yet, when it comes to writing, utilizing a time where you have a pipeline and really stepping into it as a pipeline master, that analysis was actually holding me back. So I released the attachment to. No. And you, you know what it's done? It's as if I get to, it's like light bulb moments happen. Like at the click of a finger, I get what's underlying or underpinning something. I just get it. And when I say, you know, I just get it, you can sit back and say, oh, good for you. You know, but you, you had nine years of, you know, going through spiritual awakenings. I'm telling you, I'm as human as you are. And I've had my experiences and you've had yours. And they're both equally magnificent, equally enriching. You've had the good, bad, ugly, and beautiful, and so have I. You know, I've just allocated a little bit more energy and time to these kind of things, presencing my presence. You know, and this whole full spectrum, applying full spectrum, which I actually was doing it for wellness, I apply it to the lay of the land in everything. And that really does move me forward. So can you, anything that, that can occur with me can occur with you. You have that. The fact that it's occurred with me, it's already anchored as a vibe on the planet. You can have access into, to that. 
The third way in which you can prepare yourself is to step into unknowing. When I say step into unknowing, you know, always go back to that journey that we go through to get into knowing. You, it, it always begins with data. That data, when we process it, becomes information. That information, when we utilize it, becomes knowledge. That knowledge, when we apply it, becomes wisdom. And the more we operate from that wisdom, we step into a knowing. It's whether you do it consciously or unconsciously, each of these actions takes you from data to knowing. So when I say step into knowing, how do you do that? Well, take something. Like today I'm sharing some stuff. I just, we began the session by me sharing the seven vibes, you know, that we are blessed with by Queen Elizabeth. You can, okay, that was data. You can just step into knowing by applying these steps. Okay, if I was to process this and look at where, where these vibes show up for me, where I have shown up like this, you're now starting to process information. You can even go into, okay, where, who else do I see who has this? What impact does it have? When other people and me shows up with these vibes, you know, uh, you're starting to get into knowledge because you're now expanding your horizon. Now you're going to start showing up with these vibes yourself consciously. And you'll start, you know, working through well, what, what effect did that have? You know, I'm going with resilience into this meeting. You know, I'm going with um, duty bound and resilience and sincerity. And what, what difference did that make? Now you're getting into wisdom. And then you start showing up like that consistently, it becomes annoying. You have it. So just learn how to do this. There's stuff that I'm sharing now, the seven pathways. You can take each one as data and work through it. By the end of the day, you would be in a state of knowing. You take the second one. Within seven days, you actually will really build up, tone that muscle of getting into knowing. Because when a pipeline master steps into the pipe, literally there's nothing else but he, his presence and his connection and relationship with the ocean and all of, the nat all of nature's elements in a state of knowing. And that's what gets, this, gets the master to enjoy the journey. We're talking about an energetic pipeline, which is even more powerful, has got many, many more facets to it. And because it's here to serve you, to move forward what you have taken a stand for. The fourth way to prepare yourself is... To literally dissolve, remove all unsaid communications. And I'm focusing on that because one unsaid communication results in a hundred 
unfulfilled expectations. That's the ratio. So, you know, we all have a collection of unfulfilled expectations from life, from relationships, a variety of things. And the way to work with that is to look at what are the unsaid communications I still hold on to. Now, you may not actually, some of the people you may want to communicate this with, you may not be connected with, they may not even be here on the planet. And therefore, you may have told yourself that, well, you know, can't really help it, this unsaid communication remains. It doesn't have to. The energy signature of every energy that has ever been and that actually will ever be on this planet in any form whatsoever exists. That's like a whole masterclass in itself. So I'm not talking about, you know, explaining that part, but just know you can just connect to the energy signature of that person. I had lots of unsaid communications with my father. I'm often surprised, like I know I recently, when I say recently, it's about two years ago when I did the chakra unblocking as opposed to chakra balancing work and understood that chakra unblocking was a different thing altogether where each chakra is impacted by certain emotions. And the heart chakra is, is impacted by grief in terms of it gets blocked as a chakra point, it gets blocked. And when I tuned into the unblocking of the heart chakra, I was surprised that it was just generating so many unsaid communications that I was still grieving about, that I wish I had communicated with my dad. So I did tune into his energy signature and communicated all of those until I felt my heart just release and relax into itself. And I thought I had done all this work. There was nothing unsaid. And yet there was. You know? So if you have unfulfilled expectations anywhere, you can engage with that and come, come find peace with that. You could do that. It does not remove the unsaid communication. So you can, that unsaid communication piece can still continue to multiply and create more unfulfilled expectations. You to prepare to be a pipeline master, and that's a very valid way of operating, by the way. You know, <clears throat> find peace in stuff that you're unfulfilled about. Preparing for the pipeline to enter it as a master, it is unsaid communications that are to be dissolved. So that's your choice. You make it happen. You don't have to spend days on end on unsaid communication. I did actually. You know, I tend to go on these fasts and stuff. So that these three days is going to be all about whatever unsaid communications remain. I choose to operate that way. You don't have to. You just integrate it in your lifestyle. 
the fifth way, and I'm very aware of the time here, the fifth way to prepare yourself is to now create and get into a state of knowing what your partnership with the rejoicing vibe feels like. So by the time you get to here, you're already you know, aware of what presencing your presence feels like. So by the time you get to this point, unsaid communications are, are, are done, all of that is there. You're now getting connected to your partnership in this rejoicing vibe. What does that feel like? What do you look like when you are in that vibe? You know, what sort of words come up? What do you hear yourself saying? And what do you feel? And when others are looking at you in a, your rejoicing vibe, what do they see? You know, what, what are they saying? What do they look like themselves? What sort of words are they using? How do they feel? How do all of you feel together? It's a VAC process, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, that you apply to your partnership to this rejoicing vibe. And the final way, is it the final way or is it the sixth way, Catherine? It's the sixth one, okay. So the Brian sixth Hicks. way. Yeah. So the sixth way that you can prepare yourself for this very potent time is a practice of stillness. I am not talking about silence. I am talking about stillness. Stillness, silence is silence. Physically. When you go in, if you've done silence retreats, and I've done many of those, mostly on my own, and I've done long stretches of silence, it is a physical silence that allows your thoughts and your emotions and a whole variety of stuff to surface and express itself. Sometimes it can become overwhelming. It's the noisiest time of my life have been those early years when I would practice being in silence. I would not express any of that because I would be in silence. That may be, you know, three days, that may be seven days, that may be 15 days, 21 days, whatever it was. I would allow that noise to surface. Stillness is full spectrum. Where you actually acknowledge the noise and you only utilize the tool of acknowledgement to diffuse the noise. You can speak it, you can discuss, you can be very engaged in living your life fully, having parties, being wherever you are, going to clubs, in a full spectrum way, utilizing the power tool 
of acknowledging whatever it is that might be taking you off stillness brings you back into stillness. So prepare yourself with understanding your own ways of returning to stillness. This is literally like, you know, those of you who do fitness training and, and personal training, circuit training and all that, the one thing that your personal trainer looks for is your recovery to be able to assess how fit you are. So still return to stillness is that recovery time. And once you get that and you're able to reduce it and reduce it and reduce it, it will literally be like you will remain in stillness. It'll take a lot for you to get off it. I mean, this is one of the other things that I've learned from my little grandbaby from the time that he was born. He was totally still. Stillness is full spectrum. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, and environmentally, you're in exact, it's a straight line. It's exactly the same rhythm. And you can be acting out on a stage. You could be speaking to an audience. You may be in the middle of a brawl. You remain still. It takes, you work it. And you'll get there because that is what you were born with. It's a state you were born with, tremendous remembrance in your, in your cells about stillness. Silence is an unusual thing. So that takes more effort actually than stillness. And the final seventh one, seventh way of preparing yourself is Building your ability to convert, to, to create beliefs that propel you forward. We have anchored so strongly on this planet. Our beliefs give us our experience of the world. It is anchored. Okay, and so it is. So understanding how you create the beliefs that give you the experience that you wish to have of the world it's all about thoughts, thoughts that you think a lot, that you keep thinking become your beliefs. Prepare yourself by really getting clear about what is it that you wish to experience and what beliefs are going to support you to have that experience, to have those beliefs. Do I have access to those right now? Maybe not to the extent that I want, right? So what are the thoughts that I'm going to think a lot? All beliefs are created only with thought. That's the origin. Thoughts that are thought about a lot in a culture, by you, in your lineage, in society at large, become your beliefs. And they give you your experience of life. You get proactive about it. Own your role as the creator of your beliefs. Do it by design to give you the world that you wish to experience. Those are the seven ways that in which you can prepare yourself. Over to you, Catherine.
Wow, Minu, what a beautiful session tonight. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that so many of you could join us. You know, what a wonderful tribute to Queen Elizabeth. I'm so grateful you shared those seven vibes that we can apply in our own lives. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, and what an action-packed session with these tips to prepare <laughs> for what, what's coming our way. So yeah, get ready to ride the wave as the master. It all makes so much sense. And thank you all for joining. Let's try to um, work on these and have fun with them along the way. And we will see you right here next Thursday for another amazing session with me, new Marielle. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So great to see so many of you after a while. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.